0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall, and this week I sat down with one of my very good friends and former Harvard Law graduate, Scott D., to talk about the 2020 presidential debate. Um, I think everyone can kind of agree that it was a bit of a shit show, so we definitely don't spend the entire time on um, what exactly went on, but kind of more of a discussion around... Uh, how we got to this point where politics is so heated the historical context for it and then at the end we kind of wrap up with uh how we can maybe get out of this. So I feel like I'm a little more hopeful after talking with uh with Scott and getting a little more context. I hope you guys do as well. Um also, if you guys I really appreciate everyone who's liking, subscribing, uh sharing the podcast. It helps out my, uh, it helps us grow the podcast uh, quite a bit when you do that. So I really appreciate it. Tell a friend and enjoy the episode. so it is what august 2nd you're a little bit off i'm way off it's october 2nd the world's moving (laughs) faster than you think the election's Uh, closing in you know what i'm gonna blame the pandemic it's not the pandemic it's it's the miller light that i've had but i'm gonna blame the the pandemic so we are uh three days out from the debate that just happened and that was um I mean, I, I don't want to really get into it in like a uh, a sense of like, oh, such a shit show, like, oh, this country's uh, um, going down in flames, but it's really, like, I want to give context to kind of the, the ideologies that are happening in America that are leading to this sort of shit show that we saw, right? Yeah, absolutely. These things
1: are arising from undercurrents of political ideologies that we've seen rising, Across the country and across the world, I mean one, like one just thing to take away from this, I think, is just the uh, the way that uh, Chris
0: Wallace was taken apart after this <laughs> debate. which
1: yeah. I thought I thought he what, did. So
0: by taken apart, you mean like by people on social media, like going saying he did a bad job. Everyone thinks he did a bad job. Nearly, everyone. I,
1: I don't think he did a bad job. I don't either. And. Uh, I don't know sometimes you feel smart for a minority take and sometimes you feel like you're very stupid and you missed something <laughs> yeah but <laughs> as the guy coming from Fox News that's going to be followed by two f- if we well we're not gonna have the second debate I guess but if well, we have the they, th- yeah
0: right cuz Trump's <laughs> Trump's in the hospital so let's yeah. let's fucking see what happens there yeah. but yeah go on anyway to the to the level that we have <laughs> any more debates uh, they're
1: definitely going to be to the left of Chris Wallace, who is uh, it, okay. Who is a he is a registered Democrat, and he is the like quote unquote liberal voice of Fox News, which used to be also Shepard Smith, who are these right. two just up the middle, uh, like Dem- Democrat, not
0: name only, but they're they're conservative Democrats, right? Um, like very very. Moderate, like right yes. in the center, um, which is it's it's interesting, uh, or I guess like I just watched the movie uh, Bombshell, which is about like the 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 three women going after Roger Ailes, and like one of the lines in there is like, oh the the uh, their motto is fair and balanced, and the news part of it is fair, but then like the balanced part is. Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity balancing out the political spectrum because everything else is liberal. So like,
1: exactly, and we've been drawn to more balance because of the departure of our beloved Bill O'Reilly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the reigning yeah. god he was my of favorite. The <laughs> no, he was he was terrible. Um, oh, he was a. He is an evil man. It was far before we even found out more about him. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he was that already was, established as evil.
0: That was and, right, <laughs> Evil before the sexual assault. Exactly. That's tough to do. It is tough to do.
1: Like, you've already you, you've hit home plate <laughs> on the dirt bag,
0: you know, yeah. on, the, on, the, on the dirt bag mound. Well, so what's <laughs> interesting about Chris Wallace is, like, I've said to a couple of friends, they, like, they see him as, like, oh, yeah, Chris Wallace, Fox News, right wing. Like that's where their brain goes, and so the fact that you're like, oh, no, he's a registered Democrat. Like I'm sure, at least a few people listening right now are going to be like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> <he's>, yeah, <laughs> I thought he was a right wing guy. Yeah, it, it is.
1: Uh, it is probably surprising to to some people, but uh, I don't know how many people have followed Fox News for the last you know decade plus that are of the age that's likely to be listening to this podcast yeah,
0: that's true uh no no most of my listening audience is 65 and up i don't know if i don't know if i ever told it. Uh, uh, oh my god okay so so chris wallace is this radical homes. leftist yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> like
1: he questioned he questioned the war in iraq after we, everyone else knew it was done
0: yeah I thought, oh, like, eh, maybe
1: it's a good idea still
0: jeez what a guy um So really, well, like, with the context of this is like, okay, we get this guy from Fox News who, like, theoretically, Trump should get along with, although they like they pretty openly do not like each other. Correct. Like, no,
1: they yeah, they absolutely do not like each other. Um, I think it's clear that Chris Wallace did uh, uh, did not vote for Trump, would never vote for Trump and probably is going to write a straight D ticket. Uh, and probably did last time wow. uh, throughout the bush generation i would I, I would be surprised if he didn't bush vote for and we maybe we know this but i don't know it so i will i will pose it as a question i uh, you know whether chris wallace voted for bush the first time and i think i'd bet some significant money that he did yeah. that seems like a chris wallace politician Gotcha. For sure, yeah, and obviously, like things changed, and he—I still think he. There's a good chance he might have voted for him the second time, but there's more, uh more of a question. I mean, there, and, as we saw his experience,
0: and that really kind of gets into like what I want to talk about—the with the context of this debate and like how we've shifted political ideologies as a whole. I, I think I want to get into that in a second. Like I, I do want to discuss the the debate more in terms of like how. Each candidate kind of uh, they both went for their base, but they also like went against their base in some circumstances and it's just like the the political in what way do you think Trump went against his base? So uh, I guess I guess I was more thinking, biden when i said that in um i can't think of one right now for trump because he really did seem to stick with his his base on um at least the the proud boy stuff which like i'm sure everyone listening has heard about by now yes. where he was like uh stand down and stand back and then we had this discussion earlier is like yes he condemned them today friday but it doesn't mean anything
1: no it's completely meaningless after the after, after, after it's already happened, and it was fairly clear what he meant. Um, I mean, there's like a certain range of uh, like opinions that are reasonable about what he meant when he said the Proud Boys, and I think all of those fall in to him, uh, the bucket of him saying to these people, uh, "You're on my side, yeah. and I acknowledge you yes. to some extent." Whether that's saying, uh, you know, "Be ready to storm the Capitol." Uh, be ready to storm Joe Biden's house and execute him you know (laughs) as as one extreme and the other being like you know maybe stand outside a polling place and uh, uh, say and say go Trump you know (laughs) it's a somewhere between there and even asking like white nationalists to say like go Trump uh, which is like not what he was asking them to do I think at all but like even if that's the I think that's like maybe even past the most reasonable charitable position that you could give what he did that's still extremely problematic and him doing yeah. it the next day i don't think changed like almost any proud boy mind about that the president had previously addressed them and confirmed that they are part of the political process and could be a very instrumental part of the political process yeah. that they may they you know they may need to be used to ensure in you know Trump world's mind, that uh, what hap- what happens is just like the you ha- you need to have these people and you need to be able to reach out to violent groups to uh com- you know to take up arms and the easiest way to do that is fuck it's white nationalists they're ready to go <laughs> yeah you know uh, they, they have
0: nothing better to do exactly they're they're either
1: like these already violent. Uh, you know, biker biker sorts. Not to not throw bikers yeah. under the bus, although I don't mm. like. We're sponsored by Harley Davidson, so I'm gonna need you to take oh that back. Oh <laughs> they would just be be quieter.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> like silent.
0: Nobody appreciates your loud ass fucking yeah, engine. No, nobody wants that. You know,
1: but uh, you know, you're th- these are easily used groups if you're willing to just give them a little bone because they have gotten you know. S- relatively little attention from any serious politician in a long time. And now they're seeing uh, both in their country and across uh, at at the least Canada and Europe that people like them are getting more power and people like them in systems that have you know parliamentary uh governmental systems uh and rather than a two-party system they're getting in there and they're you know establishing at least some power
0: yeah um yeah well so let me let me uh stop you there cuz i think there's like a lot to dive into of what you just said so i mean the first thing that i want to point out is like yes it's um it's tough I think that the Onion put out an article that I thought was perfect, where it was like uh, pun, uh, like news pundits shocked that Donald Trump would pander to his base, <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> wow, that's fucking yeah, of course. Like he, can you <laughs> believe it? Yeah, can you can you believe that he didn't like alienate the people who love him the most? Like duh, but like, so what I what I want to get into, uh, and I think this applies to. Different countries with parliamentary systems, which you're going to get into. And if it doesn't, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I want to get into like, okay, with what you said, with like, they haven't been recognized in a long time. Mm -hmm. How long is that? And has it gotten worse? Because I feel like there's this kind of aura around, especially our generation of uh, millennials who, you know, we grew up in the 90s and then we like the 2000s, it was all like, all right, war in Iraq, 9-11, the the aughts were really defined by that. Like, how long has this group been around and essentially looking for some sort of, quote unquote, champion like Donald Trump can do? Like... Mm -hmm the overall shift in ideologies has that always been there do you think something happened that kind of caused this to uh that caused the proud boys that caused them to elect this sort of champion into the highest office well for the for the first part i'm not sure how much of a
1: role in the in the Trump, ele- the, the Trump election, the one not the one we're upcoming uh, coming up to sixteen. But, uh, yeah, yeah, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I'm not sure that they. You know, obviously David Duke recognized him, and David Duke's a oh, somewhat yeah. significant figure. Um, still, he not 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 as significant as he used to head, be. Head of the KKK, former for head. Kind of for, yeah, former yeah. head. Um, and has distanced himself in certain ways, but it certainly continues to be a white supremacist and probably the most recognizable um, household name on the uh american um white supremacist uh like ideology like even as far as uh, yeah. even extending it to whatever it's it's uh more I don't know who
0: the grand wizard is right now it's kind of it's kind of the point right
1: I, I i'm sure there is someone and i would be so su- i'd be surprised if it was private I, I i think it's i think we probably could google this and figure out who the grand wizard is i just think the Ku klux klan is not the way that um not the way that the white nationalists are able to do anything, and hmm. they've shown they've shown themselves yeah through various intimidation tactics, like to be able to you know actually make make people on the left and in the center and you know some people on the right I suppose also. Um, maybe I'm being too too mean to the right there, but you know to to make them to make them frightened. Um, like I my. Um, not my assistant, but an, an assistant that I work with, uh, you know, t- told me uh, after hearing about Trump's uh, going to the hospital, uh, said like make sure not to take, not to like go out this weekend. She's like because you know they're going to be in the streets and they're hmm. going to be you know ready and looking for you know what might be a little liberal couples. Is she Which, on the
0: right or the left?
1: She's on the left, and okay. I, but I don't, um, I don't agree with her. Sure. But I think that there are a lot of people that are uh, middle-aged, uh, didn't have to deal with the Jim Crow era, Yeah. but uh, this is something entirely new for them. And they've had like probably a relatively positive vision of the Democratic Party and how white people behave in general. You know, it's been like not perfect, but OK. And they're willing to listen to people. But, you know, black voices haven't been this uh pronounced in a long time. Right. And so we're starting to see this uh all this stuff that for the majority of uh white folk is, you know, surprising and new that they're, you know, some people reject it obviously. Some people embrace it that the system uh is you know, tar- you know tar- targets whether intentionally or not. Uh, people of color uh in vastly disproportionate amounts so but if you if you take,
0: yeah go ahead for the for the layman you're essentially saying like there are two groups like the idea that uh you know um this disparity um just dis, uh Spari- sh- disparity thank you disparity yeah, among welcome. uh the different races like is being very acknowledged on one side, and then very like kicked to the curb on the other side, where it's like we don't acknowledge this at all.
1: Yes, yeah, I I, uh, I would put a little different spin on it, and because I think that people of color would would react kind of strongly to the idea that white people are really getting it now. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. True, you know, <laughs> I don't think that flies, uh, but I think white people are getting it in a way that we weren't. Or like more people, more white people are getting it, then we're getting it you know well, five ten years ago white and they started not, you know, watching
0: world star hip-hop and we all started to understand yeah, yeah. what was exactly. going on like there started to be you know
1: more youtube videos yeah uh you know people found out that there was uh tana heskey coates's book was only 110 pages or whatever it was and they're like nah you know it's got you know it's getting a little easier yeah uh you know and they're you know alongside the those kind of that kind of silly thing is that you know they're seeing put out uh, by people of by people of color, primarily, uh, videos that are demonstrating just the horror that being black uh, in America is, and right. I think that's very surprising for a lot of uh, you know consistently registered Democrats or people that would call them progressives to see this happening when they thought you know it's of course it's not equal. I like affirmative action, you know, and you know the, these the, these yeah. tests are maybe problematic. Um, and you know, sometimes young kids are so stupid, and they'll throw out the n word. Uh, but overall, you know, things are things are okay, and they're 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 getting better. And there's not too much left to do. Right. Um, and those same people, a good proportion of them, are finding out that there's a lot to do if you you know are going to listen to the people that are most directly influenced by racism. You yeah. Know, the subjects of it, not right. not the white liberal.
0: Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. So, when we look at it from the context of like this previous presidential debate, when we say like okay, Trump is uh, essentially telling the proud boys to stand by, it's it's kind of a signal to the people that are I guess refusing to acknowledge what a lot of the democratic base is acknowledge which is like I I guess and maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm being a little too hard on the right as well but it seems like from my perspective they're just like they're not taking the time to try and understand what uh minorities are talking about with this kind of stuff like you go read the the comments on Instagram on a post about from the NFL about kneeling or whatever and it just seems mm-hmm. like it seems like they're they're looking at this like you know, just just shut up and play is kind of the, the idea that they're taking. It, sure. it seems to me like they don't, it's not that they don't understand it, it's that they don't really want to understand it. Or it's not that they couldn't understand it, it's that they don't really want to. And that's like, so that to me is when Trump is talking to his base in this debate and saying like, stand back and stand by, he's essentially saying like, hey, these people on the left are not only trying to shove a problem down your throat that isn't really a problem but they're also creating this idea of antifa which is also attacking your ideology i guess like your way of life so at the same time he's telling them this isn't a problem he's also telling them like this isn't a problem and people are trying to make it a problem
1: yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. That the that the, the the Democratic Party and liberals and progressives and leftists uh, which they, you know, many people on the, on the right would call anybody to the left of Hillary Clinton, which is crazy.
0: But anyway, that's the Hillary's pretty much a libtard at this point. <laughs> it's true. Even though she's very moderate <laughs> if, if you actually look at it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, it's certainly been um, well, it, it reminds me of what you know. What you said is actually uh, very close to a. Um pretty famous James Baldwin quote from the fire next time uh, that continues longer for this and I won't try to replicate it because it's uh, I, w- I will fail and then look dumb. So I will just say that, you know, a portion of it or the idea. <laughs> That's what we do on this podcast. It's yeah. like <laughs>
0: vaguely reference other things we've heard before. Yeah, and I think then... <laughs> I read this in a smart
1: person's book. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, he, you know, he said about, you know, the white whites understanding of black struggles. Uh, not only that they don't know it but they don't want to know it because mm. if you if you start to do things like think about your privilege or certainly acknowledge your privilege then you are thrust into a state of saying that the current way either the current way that things are going is a problem yeah and we need to you know we need to move and you know readjust to assess uh, you know, what we should do in light of this new information. Or you say, I'm okay with that. It benefits me enough, or I am capable of ignoring it enough that the, you know, positive neutrality of my life, which I think, you know, most people on the left and the right until fairly recently you thought they were somewhere in, is, you know, things are, I want things to change, you know, generally, but I haven't been confronted with uh, an idea that we really need to reassess our society as a whole. the left did that you know with things like communism uh, which uh, you know spread through the, the literary sphere and the generally the you know the intellectual sphere back in the day. Right. Uh, but you know that it didn't even it didn't catch on like this where there seems to be a question or a problem presented, that you know must be overcome, where political, you know, surely political problems. Kind of, you have to accept the idea or want to accept the idea that there's a system out there that you're willing to you know flip to. Right. Uh, where here we have something of like, no, it's not an ideology. It's not just an ideology. Uh, it's not just a a way of changing governance, but a, it's a it's a confrontation with. The culture that you haven't been aware of, or have been less aware of uh, than you are now, and I think making the the, the change to uh, addressing those things is is difficult, and it's particularly difficult if your political ideology is conservative, which is you know at the base the idea that things are pretty good, uh, you know, yeah. and you know, uh, at uh, least or, I'm not or, being they should, told or, what to do. Yeah, I'm not being told I'm not I'm not being told what to do. I'm in a system that works like, okay, and I'm doing well in it. Uh, You know, there's some things I wish would come back. Uh, That's not a you know, that there are there are Democrats that, you know, have that sort of, you know, remembrance of things past. Uh, but not as strongly or as broadly as conservative maybe as strongly right. in certain individuals of course but well, it's not not as it's not it's not tied to the ideology. There's like an ideological uh, rebuke that is almost necessitated by identifying a problem with the current system that is you know very great unless it's new because then that's you know possibly can be categorized as progressive. Right. Politics going too far. And then, right. you know, we got to just, you know, rein, rein things back in.
0: Well, that so that that perfectly leads into essentially what Biden was dealing with, which is the exact opposite. And, and the question that I think stood out to me most during the debate is uh, Trump going after him on the Green New Deal and trying to pin all these. Well, your party says that and, and it essentially led to Biden saying. Um, I am my party right now. Like, I represent my party right now. And and specifically with the Green New Deal, he was saying, like, it's a hundred trillion dollar deal. Not true. That's... Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's... Completely insane. Like that is an unfathomable, um, unfathomable amount of money. Um, yeah, but leave, leave truth
1: aside. Boy, does it
0: sound big. It, it sounds. It sounds scary. It yes. It You're sounds like, like oh, a man. lot of tax dollars. Um, the uh, but the so in the way that Trump is like, okay, I have to balance between kind of like I got to get the suburban housewives that won me the election against Hillary, but I also have to like make sure that my base isn't going to leave me. Mm-hmm. Biden, at the same time, has to balance, like, I need those suburban housewives and those moderates that left Obama and went to Trump to come back to me. But also, I can't piss off my base because they're the ones who volunteer. They're the ones who are super fired up. They're the ones that make phone calls. Yep. And, like, as a former organizer, the like, on the Clinton campaign, like, there was... We didn't have any moderates working for us. It was the super uber progressives who were the ones who were, like, fired up about making calls and, like, trying to get other people to do that. So, like, when when Biden, I guess when Biden goes, no, I am my party right now, that kind of alienates his base or the Democratic base, which is progressive kind of right now Uh, it used to be a little more moderate I think it shifted a little bit Um, and when he says like oh no I don't want the Green New Deal I want my deal he's kind of like pissing them off but at the same time they're the ones who want him to go after Trump and say like shut up man Uh, call him a clown like essentially do all this other stuff so like in the sense that he's balancing this act like where is how does he kind of how does he do that? Do you think he did a good job? Where and how did we get to the point where he has to balance between these uber progressives and these moderates as opposed to Obama where it just seemed like, you know, he's he's getting the democrats. Where did it split?
1: Well, I think I think we might be overestimating how important it is to really reach out to progressives and Okay. Uh, I don't know that it is really that important. Progressives are far more likely to be young, which means they're far less likely to vote. I very don't think true. a candidate like Biden is going to change that. I don't think he can change that. I don't. <laughs> very think, true. I He's don't think very any, any <laughs> vice president appointee. But I guess Bernie, you know, might might have brought out the vote more. But it's it's kind of a. It's to me. It seems like in a relatively immutable base. It's not. It's not going to change. The level to which they participate is not going to change. Yes, you will have people on the the left and the far left that understand the importance of the Democratic Party, hated as they as they might, in bringing things to a better position than they would be under Republican arms. But I don't know that there is much that the Democratic Party is able to do at the national stage to mobilize progressives while simultaneously not tearing away the voting base of the Democratic Party, which is far
0: more moderate. So you think he shouldn't really pander at all to them, necessarily? I wouldn't
1: say not at all. I think you should signal that uh, through... You know, well, one example would have been to signal it through your VP. He didn't do that, but there's various ways that, like, he has he he should and has signaled that. And people also understand that he's running on a, probably a more moderate platform that'll be actualized.
0: Yeah. That's, um, well,
1: that's in certain respects. That's the
0: assumption that you go in at least
1: social respects. I think that's yeah, definitely true. Right. Uh, economic, it's probably going to move right. Um,
0: it, right from
1: Biden, not current if Biden win, if Bi- got it if Biden wins I think yeah it will be the um, the winds are blowing into like a reestablishment of the Clinton era interesting um, without okay. the name Clinton of course right <laughs> that would be evil <laughs> yes exactly yeah <laughs> that yeah like the George Soros, you know, we yeah. have to move. Beyond oh these geez. well he's
0: pulling the strings. So, yeah, yeah, you know. he's all
1: got you know <laughs> we're just puppets beneath him.
0: For <laughs> for people, is George Soros is the uh, common target of cons- conservative conspiracy theories about why the United States sucks right now, um, and that goes into like the lizard person theory. Which, if you want to listen to the conspiracy theory episode of this with Dan, my friend Danielle go listen to that. We talk about that all the time, like for the entire episode. So, um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, and as a quick aside, if you, uh,
1: if you want to go through an experience of uh, listening to someone sound like they're giving uh, like, okay, personal or semi-spiritual advice, and then completely falling off the deep end, uh, David X lecture, uh, I think it's called. It's something like "Heart of the Lion." I, I know it's a Kikuchi song, so that's probably I'm getting confused with. But it's called uh, "The Lion Awakens" or "The Lion." Uh, the Lion Rises, which was also a book. Sounds oh, pretentious. Of course, uh, but he goes on for about a, about a minute, and that's also uh, yeah. If you want to, if you if you want to start being very confused and angry at things, you know, he's uh, David X. A good. good 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 place to start you won't be smarter Uh, but uh you know you'll have you'll be more
0: interesting probably i'm not as i'm not enough confused and angry i don't think i think i need to be more confused and angry in my life well the year's not that'll help me what'd you say the year's not over so you may find
1: yourself breaking down oh my god that's that's the fucking all
0: right so let's uh let's take a break for the listeners we'll we'll be back uh in just a second Okay, so we talked about kind of uh, Trump's strategy going into him, uh, like trying to balance between his base and kind of the moderates he's trying to get. We talked about Biden's strategy of trying to get the moderates plus his base, very different strategies. But really the, the kind of, I guess, meta question that I want to... I guess, try to answer, and neither of us are uh, political historians, so we're just fucking winging it right <laughs> but now. Should, but like, we're
1: just throwing spaghetti at the wall a little bit, <laughs> but uh,
0: we know which wall to throw at, probably. Yeah, you know. yeah there so we that, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's it's something, a, we've narrowed it down. Exactly. So, why, like, how did we get here? Because I really think that is the question that so many people are, are asking, and like the circumstances are so weird in at least in my head, it's so weird how uh, people think about different issues. Because if I were to ask like a liberal and a conservative, like, do we need to fix immigration? Both of them would say yes. Do we need to fix education? Yes, and yes. Do we need to fix uh, the economy? Yes, and yes. Do we need to fix COVID? Yes, and yes. We agree that there's all these issues, we agree on what the issues are. There's not a status quo party, nobody knows. <laughs> How like everyone disagrees on how to fix them, essentially. So how did we get to this point where like, you know, Chris Wallace wants to cry at the end of the debate and like people are fighting over Facebook and like obviously uh, like we could, I did an episode on big tech and like how mm-hmm. uh, damaging that could be, but just like how, I, I don't know, where does this kind of start? And like, I would almost say it starts like after... Vietnam, kinda. I don't know. What are what are your thoughts on this? I think there's yeah a good part of that. Uh,
1: uh, Vietnam definitely plays an important role. Uh, one thing that happened in the Vietnam War that, uh, at least to my knowledge, hadn't happened at this level before is you had uh, you had popular disdain not just for the war, but for the troops.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. And
1: I think a lot of people hadn't. I, I think that that was a rare thing to happen prior to that. And it became a, you know, significant cultural movement that not only is the war wrong, but in choosing to go, you're complicit. That wasn't the mainstream opinion, but it yeah. entered the mains. it entered like the zeitgeist. It got covered the by
0: the news, which is mm-hmm. interesting because most people were drafted.
1: Yeah. But, you know, people can't, you started seeing ideas like, the moral thing to do when you are presented with being forced to go to an immoral war is, uh, you know, be unwilling, you know, refuse service in some extent. Like mm. like some people, you know, saw and I think more, more today in reflection, think about fleeing the draft, fleeing the army as an act of bravery. Again, I don't yeah. think that's a majority view now or then. Uh, I mean, Trump's been an example. Trump's a clear example of that. Like draft dodgers are still, (laughs) you know, still seen in very poor light. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it became at least a question, and I don't know that we ever had that before. Um, And I think the idea of believing in your country's military actions, generally, uh, you might have you know nitpicky issues, but it wasn't so. You know, it hadn't been in a long time that we had said that that we had had uh, a lot of people rise up and say what our government's doing is wrong, and that movement was growing as the as the years continued. Yeah, Uh, and I think that created a pretty big cultural split Hmm. that uh, probably gave rise to increased nationalism, which the the Republican Party, in large part, has uh, you know adopted. Yeah, yeah ad- adopt cap. Yeah, absolutely. They, you know, and credit to them, they do it way better than the Democrats do, and the Democrats should be able to do that. Yeah, they should be able to present themselves as the party of the country just as well as the Republicans do. Right, they just have different ways of, different goals, different ways of achieving things, and a di- you know different idea of what progress means, what improvement means. Uh, but, uh, the Republican Party has been able to to take over that position, uh, and it's a powerful position to work from to be seen as the country's party more so than the other.
0: Right. Nobody calls conservatives necessarily un-American. No, because you don't
1: see, you know, if you see criticism, like broad criticism of the government, it's from the right, it's, uh, you know, oftentimes trying to move things backwards, which is still an endorsement of a previous... Government or governmental structure. Governmental structure. Hmm. So, say you want to bring back the Reagan days, which a lot of Republicans, yeah, you know, to the, you know, a lot of, you know, to the level they know they know about it. They see things from that era right. where we're that led they by like.
0: astrology from Nancy Reagan, and uh, you know, just <laughs> yeah, everything's exact. on a whim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: It was just great. It was great. You know, it's yeah. great to be white in America. Right. Real easy. Uh, and uh, I think you know, I think that the. Yeah, being able to um, to to look back and the I mean by nature progressives can't do this. You yeah, know, you know, uh, the, the, maybe um, there's they except, there's exceptions. They can't do it in the yeah. same way. At least they I don't think
0: I don't think they can do it as effectively. They can't point backwards and say like, see, didn't this work really well? Like they have to kind of come up with a new thing they think will work better. Yeah, you can point to a period, and I think like
1: you know almost any progressive would point to uh, FDR as the hmm. one who really. Changed the game in the modern era yeah and we've, the, the we've, new we've,
0: progressive era yeah is literally what yeah. it was called yeah. so <laughs> and that was after the gilded age which i did a whole podcast on like how oh. we're essentially living in the new gilded age and we need a, a new new progressive era but uh but yeah i mean that's that's really all they have and that was over a hundred years ago so it's tough like nobody remembers that uh, Conservatives yeah, have the ability yes. to be like, "Hey, do you remember thirty years ago? It wasn't over a hundred
1: years ago to be the to,
0: progressive era." I thought you were, oh, FDR. No, no, no. no. The uh, pro, well, the progressive era started like nineteen hundred, so oh, okay. it was like hundred. I misunderstood and then you. FD, I was like, uh, "Boy, uh, sorry." I don't know I'm thinking, how we're going to no, continue. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, Teddy Ro- <laughs> thinking Teddy. Roosevelt again. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's the second time I've done that tonight. <laughs> off off podcast the first time, but no, the 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 progressive era was like right after. Um, kind of the industrial age in America, and then FDR uh, kind of accelerated what Teddy Roosevelt did in the early 1900s with what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, I see. I, I see what you. But mean. the my point is that like conservatives can look back to the 80s and be like, "Hey, you remember 35 years ago how great it was?" Where like progressives are like, "Hey, do you remember uh you know 70 years ago?" And like yeah. nobody, it's like and I don't it's also remember, remember 70, 70 years,
1: ago. years ago where
0: like. Uh,
1: you know, here, here's, some, uh, here's some good things that happened, and we had a, a, you know, progressive president, and we'd like to, once again, have a progressive president and do progressive things, and maybe some of FDR's ideas carry over, uh, especially the ones that were drawn back, which I guess are pretty much all of them, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah the courts also, have done a good job of that yeah
1: they <laughs> they've, 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 they've smelled that pretty well <laughs> they, they, they do great at pulling pulling apart progress yes uh, they knew like whoa too fast <laughs> just ripped that up yeah uh but anyway the i think the the idea is more that we're gonna like you know like you said we're gonna have an era or where things you know move forward rather than here's idea XYZ, which I'm putting back toward in the past, where, uh, and I guess, I, maybe on a certain level, it is kind of an equivalency of way of life. Like, I want to live uh, in a society where we think, see things dramatically moving forward. Maybe that's the yeah. progressive corollary to the the Reagan era, where we like we saw ourselves very safely established white Americans, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like not completely fair to conservatives, but. it... it it's an important part of the conservative party that I don't think many sincere people would deny. Uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was easier. There were a lot, of, a lot of things that are brought up now that were completely under the surface. Um, and maybe, yeah, maybe that, maybe that is the, the parallel to draw is that, you know, each party sees itself as uh, ideally participating in an era. You wanna see your party rising while you're a part of the society.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a super interesting way to look at. It. I've never looked at it that way before. Um so I guess like moving onward from uh Nob, I re- I really liked your point about like that was kind of the first time we saw like Americans saying um like going after the government saying the government's doing something wrong. And maybe maybe there was something I I guess you could say the civil war had that as well, but it wasn't necessarily the government itself. It was like, you know, parts a section of the country. But then as we kinda went through the we finished Nam, we kinda go through the seventies and eighties. There's nothing really happening. I would argue like in terms of our I the ideologies of our country, like 911 was really what changed that. And the interesting part is like Right after 9-11, Bush had this incredibly high approval rate, and it seemed like we went to being, we went back to being incredibly nationalist. And oh, then absolutely. It was like The spike was huge. You couldn't,
1: you couldn't go past a block of houses without seeing an American flag. Yeah. And, you know, we still have more, we have more of American flags probably now than we did before. Uh, before 9-11, but in the immediate after, China made it
0: cheap to make them. <laughs>
1: that's true. Well, yeah, $20, you know, to show love my country. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but when it's 99 cents, you know, why yeah. not? Yeah. Ooh, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm a little bit of price. a hero myself. I got my flag <laughs> out and
0: people know that I like this place and yeah. uh, even my liberal-ass family had an American flag. Like, my dad's a teacher, my stepmom's a librarian, and we still had a giant fucking thing, where now, I don't know if they've waved that in uh, the last six or seven years, but, uh, you know. It's probably just sitting at the bottom of the flagpole,
1: ignored.
0: Yeah, in the bushes. The, we, uh, what's that? Well, we don't try
1: to talk about what that was anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. We lit it on fire last 4th of July, actually. <laughs> It's time uh, to get out. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's so I guess like maybe Nam was the wrong place to start. Maybe nine eleven's the the place to start in terms of like all right, we're super nationalist around here. But then like we got progressively less and less nationalist as the wars went on, and it became more apparent to at least the progressives that like we're really only there for oil. And obviously, like you could say, like oh, we were fighting for democracy, and and again, not a political historian, so there might be other factors to that. But then, like, how did we get from the point of like ninety percent approval rating of the president, which is fucking crazy, oh, it's amazing, all the way to now forty percent, and that hasn't changed for four years. The four, the 4 in 10 Americans love Donald Trump and nothing could change their mind and 6 in 10 Americans hate Donald Trump and nothing could change their mind i think that the um,
1: like the the clinton scandal fought, which i do i do think was a, a the bill clinton scandal uh, Oh, interesting. <laughs> was before uh, 9/11, before 9/11 huh. started to separate the parties um, in in a way that was it was not so much about policy but had a there there was like an honor of the office element which i think is somewhat respectable is that like you <laughs> want to you want to be able to look to your president and see some, you know somebody that you can like a you, you know respect if you even don't agree yeah. with them right um and i think a lot of a decent amount of people have that uh for bush uh even if they are democrats especially if they're middle of the road democrats i think there's a decent amount of respect for bush or people at least that think he was manipulated uh you know and like no respect
0: for dick cheney a lot of respect for (laughs) (laughs) well not a lot of respect for bush but yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. i mean more than we're more than we're seeing today Uh, but yeah but there there was also and i don't i don't really i don't blame the right for this but the seeing the president as a flawed person, and that being very important, became kind of a new idea. I'm not sure exactly how this has played out, but it entered into the minds of people in, in a way that it doesn't seem like it did before. you the
0: during Bush, people started to see them as a... Or no, no during, during, Clinton, during Clinton. After the during Monica Clinton, Lewinsky. Okay. Uh, gotcha. I, I
1: think uh, a lot of people started to to change their uh, change their perceptions right. of the presidential office, and no longer defer quite as easily before as they did before. Hmm. That this is an honorable person who I respect, but have you know various political disagreements. I with. somehow May- knew
0: this was all the Clinton's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Bill! God damn it, you Bill! Did, you know- <laughs> <laughs> at least with that, you'd, I don't even think you messed up that bad in a, in a single event or, among, you know, even several events. But in the uh, greater context, the gra- it greater wasn't
0: c- that bad. But like, fuck you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You start at the roller coaster. OK. Somebody bring
0: us up the tracks. Here we are.
1: And so we had the yeah, the fallout of the Clinton scandal and then entered uh, George W. Bush, who was uh, very charming very uh you know he was the, the it's it's overplayed but it's totally true he's the guy you want to sit down and have, ha- a, beer and have a beer with like yep. you, you know th- it wasn't true but he was able to um uh, this is i mean this i think this is one of the most impressive political jobs that was done uh in the open at least in in modern society was bush convincing people that he was a
0: simple country boy
1: <laughs> and he <laughs>
0: nailed it uh, I still think he's a simple country boy.
1: Oh, I, I don't at all. I don't at all. I don't at all. If you, uh, I think, I think we just need to walk past the degrees because those don't really mean anything in that in that kind of a family, or they don't mean nothing. Yeah. But they, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. you know, they're they're questionable right. from from the beginning. Uh, but when you, if you go back and watch his debates, uh, for. Governor of Texas, he is a completely different man. He huh. does not. He doesn't have the same draw. He talks fast. He quotes fast. He quotes often, hmm. uh, and he is. He just looks like an intellectual, uh, and it, he. Th- that wasn't going to work, <laughs> right? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, anoth- another uh, just like Bill Clinton, Ivy League educated, better yeah. than everybody, rich boy. Was not the person to sell, and you know the Republican Party through either uh, you know luck, chance, or bribes uh, result. You know ended with George W. Bush, a guy who could, despite being almost anything, but your average Joe. Yeah, and uh, I think people you know, far and underestimate him, and, just be, and it's because of what he did to make people intentionally. Yeah, uh, under underestimate him. So I, uh, I don't like I don't like Bush. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hope, I hope of course is 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 the response response to that. But like intellectually, I have a lot of respect for him, uh, and uh, I, I think he's a pretty impressive person, despite a presidency that I think was horrific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. So okay. So uh, essentially, this is. So the roller coaster starts with uh, Clinton, but then like, you know, it kind of so we lose we lose the kind of like, you know, pedestal that we put the president on. Suddenly he's he's just a guy I want to have a beer with like he's a he's a um, he's more relatable. I don't think any president before uh, Bush, to your point. Felt like, oh yeah, he's one of my buddies. It was always someone up there. But at least
1: to the, I think that is maybe going a little too far. But it's true. On it's true. It's true in terms of degree. Um, like Carter kind of seemed like a. Oh, that's true. You know, an average dude. You know, Reagan didn't pull it off as well, but he was able to completely flip flop his political positions to convince people that he genuinely believed in them. From uh you know the the very bottom of his heart, <laughs> and uh, that myth remains today. Right. Uh, but then we, I think we saw a vast in, you know increase in, or, or or a a big change in terms of how important that was that gotcha. the president sees somebody like me because we just saw somebody that's very not like me. Right. It's this Yale Law School, you know, grad who's got who's had the world in his hand for a long time, and you know what does he do? He's a you know, greasy
0: bastard. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. you know, he's everything. He that... likes blowjobs yeah. like a fucking <laughs> animal.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it was too much. You know? <laughs> yes. you know, why are we talking about the, the president getting blowjobs? Yeah. Uh, you know, we had, obviously, we had Kennedy, but you know it was it was quieter he was much or, quieter he, you know, yeah. yeah only and his priests knew about we, yeah, that exa- we didn't have to be confronted for right. you know day after day with this the the sexual exploits and allegations against our president right which make you know pe- most people don't want that on TV most people like, like well, adults you know, in that
0: time didn't want that on TV period we've only had it for the last four years now so <laughs> I mean so to that point exactly almost as like you know we've we had we had kind of this like knocking down of the pedestal and then we get to this point where you have like extreme nationalism and then it seems like there's just, from that point on, it's been like more and more of a disconnect going forward and it seems like kind of a cheap answer to just blame the internet or like blame Facebook mm-hmm. for like, oh, well, there's groups for liberals and there's groups for conservatives and they're in a bubble. It's like, yes, that definitely... Uh, definitely helped to further div- further di- the divide, but I'm just like, I don't necessarily believe that that's what caused it. Like, I, it, is there more like economic factors that are kind of changing how people are approaching the different problems that the country is having? Or like, does, does something with did something happen during Obama that maybe like kind of drove the right further right and drove the left further left? Like I, I don't know. I just I just have a problem just blaming Facebook because most people that you hear are just like I oh, yeah the internet they fucked us and it's like eh, I mean yeah everybody can crawl into
1: the little hole and talk
0: to the people that are just like them yeah. and therefore you never yeah. and that's contra- bad. Ideas. Don't get me wrong. Like I I one hundred percent understand that that is horrible but it's also like you've kind of got to tee up those factors for the internet to break America like it's doing right now yeah that's tr- that's tr- I, I, yeah
1: it certainly plays a point and probably a very important point but I don't yeah I mean I don't think that political beliefs I think political beliefs generally generally start to set in before people are exposed to the political side of the internet. Yeah. Uh, and obviously people change their minds all the time. I was a little annoying Republican when I was like <laughs> when I was like 12 to 17 oh, or th- the worst
0: nothing worse than a teenage republican oh, i thought
1: oh my god you don't believe how smart i thought i was i had everybody fooled I, you know everybody's an idiot but i had it all right now that's not to say it's the general public position but it is somebody who I, I i start you know it's probably true of anybody who starts to uh, follow an ideology politically at a young age. Like, they're going to be dumb, obviously, because yeah. they, you know, even the simplest ideology has its nuances and complexities. Yeah, uh, But so you're just joining on the train with this... Oh, this undeveloped mind and I was like reading Ann Coulter and
0: things like that. <laughs> so, so anyway, it was a, a true visionary. <laughs> exactly. I mean uh, boy was that,
1: that that a bright kid in terms of politics you should be president, obviously if that's I right. I bet you
0: had one teacher that really encouraged you to keep going down that path too, didn't you? Oh yeah. Most of my most of my teachers were Republicans. So yeah. I, I
1: didn't get a lot of I didn't get a lot of hate for it. I him. guess in your small town that, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um Oh yeah, but in terms of the yeah the the development and how we got to where we are today, we had a uh, change that happened uh, partially partially from what Clinton did, and the solution, and partially from the solution that was offered, which was somebody you know seemingly uh, you know surface level, well deeper than surface level because he did it so well. I still got to compliment. I got to compliment, George <laughs> W. Bush again on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but seems so different than the presidents before and then we had we had 911 and we had a effect seemingly effective quick response that identified who did it uh, maybe not who paid them mm-hmm. uh, but you know, who did it where they were generally and just,
0: just want to clarify: you're not insinuating that the U.S. government paid Osama bin Laden to kill. Oh no, I, yeah, 9/11. I, I, I yeah, yeah. Referencing no, I'm just Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate he wasn't that. Seriously, pushing the conspiracy yeah. that uh, the U.S. Yeah. caused 9/11. And we're just gonna just jump off the deep end here at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> whatever. A, Psych. This whatever is whatever another conspiracy theory <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. episode
0: <laughs> we have for you. An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not even a little bit of an expert.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I don't know if he knows
0: what expert. <laughs> means. No, he doesn't. Uh, sorry. Go on. No, oh, well, I, I, I I'm glad to you. i saved me there.
1: Uh, no. Okay. I was referencing Saudi Arabia, but anyway, we knew we knew generally where they where they were. We knew who was responsible, and we had we knew the government the the Taliban in Afghanistan that were refusing to this is kind, this is kind of a debated point uh on the left but I'm going to say what I think is the accepted version is that the it was not the, the Taliban was not going to hand over hand over Osama no yeah uh I don't think so some people do think so and some people point to certain I, I'm pulling I'm, I'm missing out the details but there's at least there, there you know, there's some there's at least a couple real things that point to uh, the Taliban at least uh, in, engaging with the idea of cooperating with the US hmm. in, in at least the investigation of the terrorist attacks okay um, so there's like some point to be pushed I think it's the people that should it right. off base. But that it's that there. seems like
0: an entirely different episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's like, talk about this. You know, what yeah. did the Taliban really want? <laughs> what were they up to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and here we have a member. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, if I could get that,
1: <laughs> I'd get a lot more listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the spots on uh, your uh, your app that show where you where people are listening from would become yeah, drastically different. I could different. see
0: that I had 10,000 downloads from Saudi Arabia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I have a lot of thumbs down.
0: <laughs> a lot of thumbs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not good. It's not good. Uh, uh,
1: so, but we had a uh, we had a uh, tr- you know tragic event that united the country. A president that seemed to be you know at, at the same time kind of like them and also willing to uh, w- willing and able to stand up and you know track this stuff down, which seemed to happen pretty fast. That we mm-hmm. started figuring things out, and then we saw uh, you know. S- certain things were happening in, in Iraq. Uh, some made up, and some and some <laughs> real that we started to get intelligence <laughs> about. And that, was, like most people were, in, most people on both parties were pro that. But then a huge split happened where Bush, uh, even the people generally, generally now renounce the Iraq War. Uh, that was not a, re- a Republican point mm-hmm. ever. It took the New York Times so long it, uh, just to point to you know standard you know, middle left uh, publication to actually come out and say that we messed up. Right. Uh, And still, most Democrats wouldn't say that we shouldn't have gone to Afghanistan. Right. Um, But anyway, we had a result of like a huge split on a president and then an election that uh, a big portion of the country thinks was stolen in the reelection from a political Supreme Court. Which was not the Supreme Court was not thought of as a political entity nearly to the degree that it what became in the Bush. You're era. talking
0: about 2004 or 2008. 2000 uh,
1: 2004.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: So oh. the yeah the yeah the election, yeah the the um, re-election of Bush. Right. Uh, and what it, it in dark- the
0: in the 30 second version what happened in that election? Just for people that don't remember. Oh,
1: sure. So. Uh, you yeah, know, as we as we as we know, now, as we're familiar with from common day, uh, we had the Democratic nominee Al, Al Gore win the popular vote. It was
0: for wasn't that John t- Kerry in two thousand four? I think I think Gore was two thousand. I think Kerry was oh four. Okay, because I, I remember Kerry. Post me up again and cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um. But yeah, so the um okay so we're we're essentially well so the 2004 even if it's not uh i think what you meant was 2000 where it really was political and that kind of started off the bush thing the the start of like half the country is like i'm against this guy half the country is for this guy 9 11 comes along unites everyone but then over the next seven years that split gets wider and wider and wider. Is that, I think, what, yes. what you were going for, correct? Yes,
1: yeah, you had uh, yeah, you had a, uh, a dramatic split on the president and then a re-examination of the Supreme Court where the Democrats came out thinking that, you know, with a new idea of the Supreme Court as a political body and the effect that it had as a political body. Mm-hmm. Um, and the important in its entanglement with the executive branch. Right. <laughs> um, and I think once you start to have that fracture in the system, I mean, there was, you know, people had problems with the Supreme Court. People had problems with uh, Supreme Court justices. Obviously, it's not like everybody just, you know, ran through easily and got and got on the court uh but there was, you know, kind of an understanding, I think, generally in society that, that the Supreme Court at least tried to be relatively nonpartisan. It never works like right. that in execution. But these aren't political figures trying to act in political ways. Right. And I think a lot of people change their mind about that. Interesting. Um uh, because as, because of evidence by now yeah <laughs> where it's like yeah no whole no holds bar. Like, of right. course it's a of course it's a political entity within right. our system it's uh, just like, like oh, just like the other that, two branches yeah better get uh, exactly. lucky
0: that they die when your president's exactly. in yeah oh yep. uh,
1: yeah but uh oh and, and as for uh just to backtrack slightly uh you know the issue that came down to the supreme court uh to those who may not know and i As you should, (laughs) do your research, kids. Yeah, the the recount in Florida was canceled by a conservative majority in the Supreme Court. Right, Uh, and through that, the last chance um, of a democratic victory faded away.
0: Right, thank God that social media wasn't around when that happened. That would have been, oh my God, that like people saying anti-democracy going after each other would have uh, that would have been insane.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know, it would have been... It's best, it's best for people to, to to keep their their rage inside in some cases. <laughs> and I don't think much productive would have happened from people no. being able to yell each, at each other on Facebook back then. Yeah, now, no. Maybe, I, you know, who knows? Maybe Facebook would have delivered us into in, <laughs> into a great new world if, if just only placed slightly more in the past. <laughs> but, yeah. but I have my doubts. Uh, I'm going to
0: go with no on that one. Uh, okay, so... So let me see if I, I could kind of summarize here broadly in that um, like this fracture really started with Bush where we it kind of had a change in what government should be like the president should be someone that we relate to the court should be someone uh like a body a body that should be sort of political and now we've kind of ended up in this scenario where like we have trump who is the embodiment of those two ideas which is you know his base thinks he's a fucking hero like they relate to him they say like this is a guy that i could see getting a beer with they uh back him because he's putting conservative supreme court justices in there and we're we're at this point where you know his base is um essentially agreeing with everything that he says and then you've got uh and i'm gonna say a majority of the country because Hillary won the majority vote saying that's not necessarily, um, that's not the way we want to go. It seems like the Democrats have accepted that is the way we're going to govern now because every, even the democratic, uh, presidents have to like pass the, have a beer test. Um, and they're also saying like, no, we need a, a, democratic supreme court judge but they're just saying we need to approach these problems in a different way so i guess like in this sense of a divide we only have a couple minutes left so i think this would be the last question to you is like what are your thoughts on how do we get out of this place where everything is so partisan and everything is so like the courts are political the everything the president does is political even if it's you know even if it's actually good for the country one side's gonna hate it doesn't matter like how do we get out of this spot as a country and as our mindset goes in your mind or can we not get out of it without some like drastic change in technology or something along those lines
1: it could could be the case that we've uh we've wrapped ourselves in a in the snake eating its own tail here and might not be able to get out i'm a little more hopeful than that well good (laughs) so that's the bad answer what's the hopeful answer (laughs) the hopeful answer to me is that i think uh whatever happens whether or not trump wins this next election sometime in a longer time period than i would like uh you know I'd like this just to turn around as as soon as Trump is gone so you know the next year, yeah. or, or year or four years or four years from there right I don't think it I don't think it will I think what we are waiting for is the collapse of the of the of the Republican Party as it exists now which I think we're mm. we're seeing happen. And, not slow motion, it seems to be moving pretty fast. It's going pretty like, fast. It's not that the Republican Party's not about <laughs> to... McConnell's
0: yeah, hanging on by a thread. Yeah,
1: but it's not about to bomb out as a party. But we are we have so many uh, young Republicans that have tied themselves up in this Trump ideology, which is going to be increasingly not accepted as more people come to voting age and right. look back on this era, which I think... You know, as crazy as it seems to be, going through it and hating it, I think it'll be looked at. It'll looked at with even more negativity through historical <laughs> lens. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and There's then, not
0: much good going on that could put in the history yeah. books.
1: And I think you're going to have to have some you know, some new faces rise up in the Republican Party from the, because you've had these people that have tied themselves to a sinking to an inevitably sinking ship. And the Republican Party, hopefully, will be able to save itself uh, to you know to be a counterweight to the Democratic Party, and I think they pro I think they probably will. But they're, they're, I think there it's almost certain that the the modern the modern Republican Party is going to ha- like have to go through a pretty serious transformation where they have to battle against these right uh, these very right wing elements and move themselves. More toward the middle, if they if they really want to compete, because this base, you know, is is only so big. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, young young people are into it too. But the kids are doing it. The kids are doing it. You hate to see that <laughs> yeah, in politics when you don't like the oh, thing. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> because they're going to be around
0: longer. Mm-hmm.
1: But generally, I think the Republican Party is going to face some sort of very serious inner turmoil that hopefully be, hopefully will be enough to address it. And fix it within the, the Republican Party itself, itself, which continues to exist. And if that doesn't the case, I think a, a different party will rise up and take over the Republican Party's position, mm. which will hopefully do the thing I said and be, you know, be more moderate. Um, I th- I think to to be electable, we've got it's that that move has to happen in the, Repu- in the Republican Party in the next twenty years. Uh, yeah, they've got to make some move to the left. Um, they've dried their heels too deeply, and now they're caught up uh, with a guy who's not gonna not gonna save him after after he's gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's uh, that's not how he rolls. But um, awesome, I think this is. Uh, this was a lot of context. I appreciate you giving me the uh, the context on this. I think uh, like the history aspect is really helpful in terms of uh, moving forward. So, Scott, thank you for doing this podcast. Happy to be here. It's been yeah. fun we'll do frightening but less
1: slightly less frightening than i thought
0: (laughs) yeah no it's fun you just you know you get in the flow you get going but uh let's uh we'll do we'll do another one sometime uh when hopefully um less major life events are going on but uh you know we'll uh we'll keep it going absolutely Absolutely. cool i'll talk to you later